to Bloody Good Horror, covering the best and worst of the horror genre since Halloween 2007. Listener discretion is advised. Everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. We're ready to go now that Mark decided to join us. Joining, oh, stop. I'm the editor-in-chief over at bloodygoodhorror.com. My name is Eric. Joining me first up, my brother from the same mother. He's also the web developer of bloodygoodhorror.com, and his name is Mark. Were you just rubbing your nipples at the start of the show? Slightly. No, it was more <laughs> just a chest, like a general chest rub, just getting ready. I mean, everyone's got to get worked up somehow. That's so right. I John know. was just talking about wearing his Speedo at swim practice. So I was just... <laughs> Woo! Got the veins. Seems like a natural progression. Next up, coming to us from New York City, he's the business manager at bloodygoodhorror.com, and his name is John Schnars. hey And last up on the show tonight, joining us, the mistress of books and shit at bloodygoodhorror.com. She is the director of the BGH Book Club, a real thing which you may not know about if you're as ignorant as I am. Her name is Cece. Hello. Cece, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's been a while since, you know, I got hammered last time I was on the show. Well, we can talk. We're part of our festivities tonight. There's an intervention that's going to happen. Well, look, (laughs) I I have nothing to drink this time. Yeah. Because you drank it all? Yes, I, I drank it all. Hey, uh, we're here tonight to talk about The Shallows, a.k.a. Um, Blake Lively fights a, a shark with a vendetta, apparently, and befriends a tiny seagull. That's what tonight's show's about, and a drunk guy in a beach. Uh, did anyone else make the connection that they released this on Shark Week? I did not until the internet told me. Yeah, yeah today. I, only until afterwards. <laughs> seems like a, a shrewd marketing move. Man. Uh, it did pretty I, pretty well, I think, like, actually, too. I guess, you know. Um, yeah. It's no Finding Dory, you know? It's true. They got that out right in front of Shark Week, Man, too. Dude, uh, we, Jordan and I went and saw, as I talked about last week, uh, Central Intelligence that came out the same night as Finding Dory, and they oh, yeah. had... They had a merch stand set up in the theater. They were selling Finding Dory t-shirts and shit at the theater. Just pretty, yeah. pretty wild. That's they're like gonna, the first, the first getting, time I've ever seen that. They're getting those parents coming and going, my yeah, friends. Yeah, what, what that is is fucking Lord. extortion. That's, yeah. that's highway robbery. It's not about the going, it's yeah. the coming. Well... <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. the comic. Have you heard that also? There's... Don't make CZ dial out. It's early in the show. <laughs> that, was a... A super, that was a super bad thing. I felt free to reference super bad now that Joe's not here to get really mad about it. It's true. <laughs> um, there's a problem with like kids now wanting that fish that's in Finding Dory, but apparently they're like not good pets and they're like just being murdered. And Oh, yeah, because they... I mean, that, yeah, it's like a saltwater fish and yeah. that takes that's a lot more effort than just a goldfish. Well, it has something to do with like they're not it's not good to put them in the tank with other fish and stuff. And like, you know, it's a whole thing. Do you think that someone would give me a pet seagull after I saw this movie? <laughs> only one that's previously been broken. Yeah, yeah. only one a broken seagull that can't yeah. fly only if you can figure out how to put his his wing back into fucking <laughs> yes. place. Well, I've seen some movies with doctors in them, so I think I know how to do that. John, totally good to go. John Schnars. <laughs> Sounds accurate. John yes, Schnars, this is the summer of movies, like it oh, is boy. every summer, basically. 
Um, you want to just give our audience a little bit of a look ahead here? Yeah, you know, we were just talking about it a little bit because uh, we, we've got a full couple of weeks here, but um, it looks like our next couple of weeks is going to go Purge 3, a.k.a. Purge Election Year. The purgening. Uh, the purgening. Um, the, then we're going to come back and hit Independence Day Resurgence. Mm. Um, they've been waiting 20 years, so it's going to be good. Also known as Resurgence. What about, Resurgence. What, what about Repurgence? Uh, ooh, how did they not think of that one? I don't know. Oh, Eric, they should be contacting you, the, uh, evidently. The tagline for election year is, it's not exactly make America great again. It's like something, <laughs> it's, but something very, very close. It's yeah. keep it's keep America great. Keep America God. great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is actually, so really quick, we've got Ghostbusters on the 15th um, for the Gamergate crowd. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hit. We're gonna hit lights out, uh, which should be pretty interesting. I just caught the trailer for that um, this week in front of the shallows. Then stay tuned. Stay tuned for that Ghostbusters show where if it's actually bad, we're all gonna have to walk on eggshells and talking about if it's bad. Oh god! I, I will say whether it's good or bad. The uh, we need to we need a bunch of ladies the, on the show so that to balance it out. A bunch Do of. Do we automatically um, have to like it just because we're we're women? No, no, but it's okay for you not to like it. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe you'll I get see. the lady humor, you know. Oh, okay. Well, here's my thing. I just saw because I hadn't seen the full most recent trailer. They're really not playing up the humor. Like they're not. The trailer is not just full of jokes. Uh, I yeah. disagree. I feel like the trailer like is full of fucking one-liners. Whereas, like, all I could think was the original Ghostbusters is like kind of a comedy. It's more of like a black mm. comedy, if anything. Like, like this is that Apatow style of rapid fire. Like, I'm just gonna sit here and ad lib insults for like 20 minutes, and then you're gonna take three takes. And like, like I felt I like know. that it was super jokey in the trailer. I, I definitely feel like the most recent one was that way. Maybe not at first. I mean, I've n I, I've always liked Ghostbusters, but I've never been like particularly excited about it, and I didn't really get interested until the most recent one, where it kind of seemed more joke based so out of nowhere in this most recent one i got before this movie is both slimer and what looks like the stay puff marshmallow man which yeah. was not it which wasn't in the original marketing which how do you not put that in the original trailer like i well, mean you would think they're trying i was figuring they were saving it for like some like yeah fan, fan service fan they're going pretty hard with all the like they are selling like uh Twinkies with green filling on them with like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man they're selling Ecto Cooler yeah, again Ecto in limited yeah. quantities. Why? Which is pretty wild. You know why? I'll because when Star Wars came out it was like on literally everything and made yeah. it the Jillian did like it was on mac and cheese. I'm very anti the Kobe Bryant commercial. Like that actually makes me want to watch the movie less. I don't know if you guys saw that. They were on during all the NBA playoff games. Oh, oh I, I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, those do not. Kobe hmm. is a douchebag, and like. douchebags should not be affiliated with interesting movies. You know what's just, just been fascinating to me, and, and we can talk about it. I mean, we've talked about this some, and, and we'll. Is it about Kobe? No, I'm it's about Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I would. I mean, the the shitty guy stuff regarding this movie has not taken me back aback because, like, I'm. I'm not new to the internet, Mark. I've been here a little <laughs> while. What did take me aback is like I had no idea the number of people and the intensity of like rever reverence that people have for the original Ghostbusters. Like, who would ever well, guess that? Like, look, 
I'm yeah. just going to make a controversial statement right here. I would rather watch Ghostbusters 2 any day of the week Ooh, because, fucking, no, that's crazy, because of the fucking... Dude, he controls the Statue of Liberty with an NES advantage. The yeah. toaster can dance. Yeah. He jokes about master. Really he jokes really about masturbating with the goo. Okay, like that's fun. Oh. Like whatever. But but that's just a function of how old I am and the fact that I was watching Comedy Central every day in a period of time when they played Ghostbusters two literally every goddamn yeah. day. I think John might also take offense to the fact that that movie represents the uh, point of view that New York's cold heart can be warmed with music. <laughs> But it's a little Mark like it's a little like when they first announced they were remaking Halloween, and even myself, like I was just not really mature enough at a point to handle news like that. And we were very, <laughs> but we were very new to this whole like they're remaking everything in my childhood, and everybody was still very resistant to it. But it's like, but it's now that same sentiment with no, with no like um, uh, uh, maturity whatsoever on this new movie that I never in a million years would have guessed had like people just being like. This was the most important movie of my childhood. Like, do you, are you think that there's some like 70, 80 year old person out like out in the world that was really pissed off when they remade Little Shop of Horrors? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, the internet gets pissed about everything. I just so, think like I mean, people haven't figured out that like when a when a and we're as guilty of this as anyone as I'm sure. Like if you go back to the some of the earlier shows, but I don't think people have realized that like when you make a movie or like reboot a property, it doesn't automatically like if you go to Netflix and you go to Ghostbusters and try to watch the old one, it's not going to show you the fucking new one. It's like still a movie you can watch. Listen, it's not going to erase those. My point is, if I can handle what Michael I don't Bay... Com- does not compute, Mark. If, <laughs> if I can handle what Michael Bay did... don't have did, the technology yet. If I can handle what Bay did to the Ninja Turtles without losing my mind, then everyone else should just deal with this Ghostbusters thing because you know what I did? I just didn't go see those Ninja Turtle movies. Like, that's all. That's all I did. Well, yeah. hold on. I'm kind of curious to watch this at some point. So I mean, I love Ninja John, Turtles. Next and time I I'm in New York, really... Ninja Turtle Party. They <laughs> have <laughs> they have teeth and lips, John. That's yeah. all I got to say. I mean, say. I'm not excited about the movies. And I I eventually watched the first one, and I'll watch the second one. But I mean, I don't need to like yeah. actively hate on it. Just I gotta it. say, they did at least get Bebop and Rocksteady in the new one, which See, props. I mean, but like, yeah. they made them aliens. Like seriously, well, come on. And Casey Jones, Casey Jones is in the second one too. Right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, never mind. It's, it's, no, it's, it's right. but it's ridiculous. I but my Steven point Abel is, I, as Arrow, and like I love him as an actor, but he's not Casey Jones. He's not. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna move us along here because I want to talk about another movie that is not currently on our schedule, but I am going to make the case that it should be. And I saw the trailer during the shallows. That movie is Nerve. Yes. Did anybody else get ah, this? I did tell see me, that. That's yes. true. Tell me what it is, and then I'll remember. Nerve is about a universe of the present slash near future where people either play or watch this game called Nerve. And if you're a player, you it's basically like truth or dare. They explain it as truth or dare without the yeah. truth part. I did and, not get this. Oh, man. You should watch the trailer because it's basically like a twist on the like Truman Show extreme reality TV slash like some of the like socioeconomic stuff that comes into reality TV these days and voyeurism, but it goes like kind of off the deep end into like pretty grim, dark places, which is why I think we should probably be able to cover it. Here's a, here's a shorter version, Eric, a high school senior finds herself immersed in an online game of truth or dare where her every move starts to become manipulated by anonymous community of watchers. Ooh. 
Uh, and it's the it, Dave Franco and Emma Roberts are most prominently in the preview. If that drums up any, I like Dave. Like, Fra- actually, I I actually really enjoy both of those people. I mean, I just saw Neighbors too. I love Dave Franco. Um, yeah, Eric, watch the trailer. I it's currently it's nice because it is a current open week right now. It's the last week in July. Um, but yeah, so that would be the other one uh, coming so up. We, did we decide we're kicking Neon Demon to Sophisticult? Is that? That is correct. Slash uh, the remake of Starry Eyes, because it looks like it might be. John, let's thing. also just talk quickly. I don't know when it is in the schedule, but the movie you were mentioning pre-show with... Um, Morgan? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's Morgan that is currently not on our uh, schedule because it, it wasn't even sort of on my radar as a possibility. There is another movie that was penciled in. It's the week of uh, September 2nd, I believe. Um, there was another movie called Solace that was listed as a horror movie. I'm going to have to double check on it. But, you know, we're also far enough away that a lot of this shit is yeah. going to get bounced around. Yeah, it actually looks like they're both still coming out that same weekend. So we can kind of play it by ear. Okay. Delightful. So basically tons of weeks in the theater next week. Purge, Anarchy. Those are your highlights. Cece, really quick, can you tell me, give me an update on the BGH book club. Tell What is that, first of all? Like, if somebody <laughs> wants to get involved, where would they do that? What is well, a book? Well, there's this thing called a book, and um, it's Go normally on. printed. Sometimes <laughs> it's on the internet. I don't get it. Start over. <laughs> you know, you know all those web pages you read on the internet? Somebody Exp- compiles them all together. Sort oh, of, oh. Like- <laughs> they, they have porn in them? <laughs> Some do actually, you know, you could get a porn book if you wanted. Okay. Um, All right. No, the BGH um, book club is on Goodreads. We just moved over there from our Reddit. So it's a little easier for, um, I mean, if you're into books, you probably know what Goodreads is. Um, But we are currently reading, um, I think her, I think you say her name, Ania Alborn, Um, her book, The Shuddering. Last summer we read um, Within These Walls, which was kind of like cult related. And The Shuddering is um, kind of a monster based book. So we are reading that through July, if that sounds interesting to you. Uh, We haven't started yet. We don't actually start until this Sunday. So you have some time to check it out if you're interested. How has the Goodreads transition worked? Um, well, I think that we've gotten more activity, like more people want to respond because it's kind of set up. It's more set up like a Facebook for books. Well, and and like, like I assume a lot of our readers were already on there. Yeah. Like a lot of people were already on there. So all I did was basically start a group. So So you didn't have to make an um, account. Yeah. Like you can share, but like you can share recommendations, recommend recommended, excuse me, books Uh or, um, like I've like set up polls to vote on what you want to read for upcoming months instead of me just picking them. So I think it's, I think it's gone good. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, last point of discussion tonight, breaking news. Uh, Mark BGH met his uh, niece this weekend. Oh, sure did. Exciting. She's so tiny. What's your review? (laughs) What's your review? Give give us your review, Mark. Uh, she spit up on me and was still really cute. She's very she tiny. Was, she's very sweet. Yeah, I it was really I weird. Sh- it was really surreal seeing because like we, my mother in law set up some stuff. My parents set up so like she probably met fifty people this week. Actually, there was maybe more like a hundred because we went to Mark's wedding thing briefly. But it was really bizarre and surreal seeing like pictures of other like larger people than me holding her because then I, I actually realize how tiny she is. She weighs like seven pounds. She does have quite tiny feet. Yeah. Very, very cute. I was glad I got some, I, I had a crazy weekend of 
traveling all over the place, but I was glad I got to got to meet her and hold her for a little bit, which is really sweet. Yeah, I don't get people like I, I've met some people who are like, oh, oh, my like sister in law doesn't let people hold their baby, hold her baby, and I'm like, what? Aren't you just like? She's great, but like if other I people mean, want to hold her, go for it, bro. Like I do it every day, all day. My Super boss, sweet. If you have a baby, she like bogarts it. Like my my really good friend just had another baby, bogarts. and she brought her in to meet everybody. And my boss would not let anyone else hold her. I don't know if that's the same thing, but I was like, you have two grown children of your own. Like, I think you've already been here, baby. Chill, man. lady. Just chill, <laughs> babies. Creeping right. everybody out. That's gonna do it for the beginning of the show. Lucky for you, there's a whole other part, John. Oh, oh my God! So let's good Lord. Take, we're going till eleven. Let's <laughs> take let's take a quick break and review the shallows. What are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? Yeah, they don't qualify. Hello, this is Jeremy Gardner. I'm the writer, director, star of The Battery, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break the front time, bitch. Main feature. And we're back. Beetlejuice. Hell of a sure film. Are. Now that's Strong a film, there. That's that's a film I might be upset is. about if it got remade. Wait, what? What'd you say? I might be upset if they remade that with like Jared Leto or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, like no, it would have to be like an all-female Beetlejuice, and then you'd say like sexist things. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus Christ! An all-female Beetlejuice, think, yeah. so just a female Beetlejuice. Yeah, her name. Who her name exactly would be Beetlejuice. Her name though? would be Beetlegina. I mean, dude, I would. I starring would like, starring Rebel Wilson. Hold on, Winona Ryder as Beetlejuice, like oh, twist. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't that work? And she haunts. Yeah. And she haunts uh, uh, Michael Keaton. But he, well, is he like old Michael Keaton? Yeah, no, yeah. it's, I, we'll see. But he plays a 16-year-old girl in a twist. <laughs> How about Dave Franco? She haunts Dave Franco. She haunts Dave Franco. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> listen, we're so long, good at writing movies. Listen, I feel like all of our movie ideas are the best movies. Hollywood, just call me. <laughs> if, you, know. you have the mind of a child. All right, <laughs> Schnars. Yes. It's in the movie. Schnars, you went to Duke. Uh, that is correct. I don't know how you live with yourself, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Every week on the show, we do ask you to bring us a fancy word. So let's take a break so that we can do that. Are there support groups about like how to walk around and be a dookie and like, be okay with yourself? Aww. We have duke clubs in many cities, Eric, if you'd like to. Yeah, it's I, called, I really, the, it's really called like the KKK. The dookie. That's, that's what I really like. <laughs> All right, I'm moving along here. Yeah. Today's word is poikilotherm. What? Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's P O I K I. Made up. L O T H E R M. A poikilotherm is an organism whose internal temperature varies considerably. It is the opposite of a homeotherm, an organism which maintains 
thermal thermal homeostasis. Uh, the the term that you're probably most familiar with is cold blooded. So mm. poikilotherms are often are, are animals whose body temperatures vary, but uh, often with the outside temperature, fish, amphibians, and reptiles. She's and as cold sharks. as ice. Yes, uh, sharks uh, are poikilothermic. Um, at, because their body temperature mirrors that of their surroundings, or at least moves in, in uh, you know, line with their surroundings. Like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. Mm. Sure. Cool. Thank you, Joe. Yes. Mm-hmm. If Joe were here, he might say that was okay. Uh, you know, I live tell. for Joe's approval, so yeah. it's it's tough when he's not here. Um, why don't you give us the skinny on the shallows and by that i don't mean all the weird lingering shots on um her butt in this movie i mean well all right we can come back to that but uh so the shallows directed by i'm actually not 100 percent sure how to pronounce this but i would say huame uh cole Serra. um he is most Likely best known uh, to the to the crowd here as the director of Orphan, but he also mm. he actually began his directing career with a little film called House of Wax. Oh, nice! Uh, Refresh me on Orphan. Orphan is the one about. Oh. I think it's Vera Farmiga. Guillermo um, del Toro. No, no. Um, the girl was she's got a she's got like a boat around her neck. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Midget Lady Killer. Yes. 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 God, I was really <laughs> trying to not spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. He so Still this good. guy has also worked pretty extensively with um, uh, Liam Neeson. He did Unknown and Nonstop, um, two films which I have not seen, but well, I would watch. In any event, <laughs> he, he is now directing a shark and uh, and what is her name? Blake Lively um, in a in a lovely duet. Um, Blake Lively plays Nancy, who goes on sort of a solo adventure after the death of her mother from cancer. Um, she, well, it's not really solo, but she, she's with a friend, but she's uh, essentially going. a shitty friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a really not good friend. But so she goes to Mexico to find this beach that uh, her mom went to surf at when she was first pregnant uh, with with Nancy uh, back in 1991. And she has all these pictures of it. And, uh, you know, it, it looks very kind of, you know, picturesque. And it's very secluded. In fact, it doesn't really have a name. So she gets driven out to this beach and she starts surfing there. And she meets a couple, there's a couple other dudes that are there surfing. There's like a local Mexican guy and then maybe some, you know, an American who's kind of surfing with them. And when they disappear, um, essentially she's out by herself. She's kind of going to catch one last wave and she gets attacked by a shark. And what? Yeah. You wouldn't have believed it from the trailer. Um, The rest of the film is really her trying to survive this shark, which essentially will not let her escape the shallows. As you will. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Will not let her escape its jaws. <laughs> well, ooh, I see what you did there. And it's coming from the deep. Yeah. Um, there's not really any other twists or turns. We could talk a little bit about her seagull friend. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're going to talk she, about Steven Seagull. 
she <laughs> she develops a deep and one would imagine lasting relationship with a seagull. Uh, I had a wounded. moment in this movie where I thought like. If she survives this, do you think she could like domesticate that seagull? Like, you know how sometimes you see weird stories about like, oh, I saved this duck's life and now he just follows me around everywhere. We're best buddies. Like, could that happen with a seagull? Or would that be cruel to like try to make a seagull live in a condo? I was gonna say, I don't know that I mean, aren't seagulls kinda like, you know, I don't know. Dirty. I don't wanna, dirty I was gonna say, are they like dirty? <laughs> this yes. one this one seemed hella chill, I'm just saying. Well, he had a broken arm. What else is he supposed to do? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> he wasn't trying to become shark food. So, Mark, what do seagulls dream about? I mean, what did you think of this movie? Well, they're very similar, you see. Uh, I thought this movie, so one one thing to point out, and I don't know what your experience was, my theater was packed for this movie, and there was a lot of children in the theater. This was last night at like 7.40. So that was interesting. On a Tuesday? Yeah, seven forty on a Tuesday. Theater packed to the gills. I had a not packed theater, but I saw it on a month. I saw it on Monday night, and similarly, like fair, like way more crowded than I was expecting for a Monday night. I saw it on a Friday night, uh, super packed, and uh, which is like uh, for you know doesn't happen very often because I see movies on Sunday mornings usually, and I almost ordered a drink because everyone around me was getting crunked, and I like (laughs) picked up the menu, and it's it sucks because it. They must have one of those liquor licenses where you can only serve like mixed drinks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh man, if I could just get a glass of whiskey right now, it'd be amazing. But I was like this close to ordering a margarita. But sir, I would like an entire bottle of Jim Beam placed at the side of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> like that would have um, been sweet. But yeah, I actually I really enjoyed this movie. I think that it's um you know, it's kind of funny, like it has, I, I'm guessing it has a lot of mainstream pull because of Blake Lively. And I think for what, like she put forth a great performance in this movie. I think that a lot of, I feel like with a different actress, maybe this movie might've fallen apart because there's some like huge leaps in logic and it's kind of goofy in parts. But honestly, I just, I found it to be really enjoyable. And also it was like 80 minutes long. So even if it was bad, it was short, but it was good. So it was great, that it, but it was also good that it was short. It was like Can- a- Kind of like the perfect length. Can I ask a, a, a point of reference question? Is Blake Lively that famous? Um, uh, I, I think mean, she was on Gossip Girl, right? Well, yeah, I was going to say, I oh, feel she like she's, I mean, if you're going to like grade them in letters, she's like a B plus actress. To a certain to a certain demo, I would say super famous. Yeah, I mean, okay. I feel like a she's, lot of females know who she is because of gossip girl and because of like sisterhood of the traveling pants and some of her other movies. <laughs> she's I mean, also, she's also married to Ryan Reynolds. And then she's also married to Ryan Reynolds. So wait, well, I, are they still married? I thought they, yeah. they just had a baby over the past, over the past like month and a half. I've been around, uh, every extended member of my family and my wife's family. And so like, it's this preview's just been on the TV, and people are like, "Well, Blake Lively, what's she doing in a movie like this?" Because yeah. people are used to seeing her on Gossip Girl, and she's famous in that way. And I mean, yeah. she she was famous enough to be the uh, leading lady in Green Lantern 2011. So, there, yikes! There yeah, but, so, but like, I think that was like she was on this upward path, and then that happened, and then she had a few movies that she was like, the, she was the lead actress that kind of didn't do so well. But I mean, she's I mean, she's a decent actress, so I think that. She's just kind of been able to. No, I mean to stay you're you're actually exactly right. She was in Green Lantern, Bomb. 
She's in a movie called Hick, which I've never heard of. <laughs> Savages, which I've actually read the book on. I never watched. Yeah, that, that was I mean, oh, yeah. I don't, Savage, it was okay, but I mean, it didn't. I don't it didn't think have a that, very good reception. Yeah, I don't think that did well, but it was pretty high profile when it came out. I feel like mm-hmm. she then did The Age of Adeline, which yeah. I know we all rushed out to see, <laughs> and something called Cafe Society, and then this movie. So, like, she's clearly not going. But I, I'll take it. It's a point taken. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So I, I liked it. That was my point. <laughs> Cece. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I went in kind of not expecting too much, but it was fun. And I mean, like Mark said, there were a few, um, you know, leaps in the plot line that if I didn't pay attention to, it was fine. But I mean, if I'm going to sit there and pick it apart, we could talk about it. But I want to come back to these because I'm curious what there's like one major one to well, me. It's really that's... just like the major one and or like I the fact that she survived without water for like three right. days. Okay. She was out there forever. I mean, was she eating the whale? Because, I mean, I guess you could, but that's really gross. No. Well, you can survive without the food. You just, she would be dehydrated and like die. In- she was. Oh, yeah. Did you see how cracked her lips were? Uh, they looked pretty good at the end there. I don't know. What I disagree. In her bag. I disagree. <laughs> so, um, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised and, um, I mean, I thought the CGI with the shark was was entertaining. Like, I, I wasn't distracted by it, which I was wondering if I would feel that way. So, yeah, I, I liked it overall. Yeah, the CGI wasn't horrendous, but they're like, and in the beginning, I feel like there was a couple shots where I kind of went like, mm. well, I mean, when her face was kind of like CGI'd on the surfer, that part was a little distracting. <laughs> yeah. But that's you're telling very- me she wasn't surfing. <laughs> it was very Paul Walker. I actually wondered, oddly enough, I actually wondered if she was serving. So fool me. Oh man! I was I talking more about we when found the, that she actually did do the serving scenes, and then when, uh, when the shark. I mean, when the shark, I would totally take it back, but it didn't seem that way to me. When the two surfers get attacked later on, like that shot in particular, I was like, "Yeesh, that is some fucking bad CGI right yeah. there." Yeah. Oh well, no, but, I, mean, I was fully on board for that. <laughs> um, oh god, John, go. Did you go? Go ahead. No, I didn't go, but uh, I yeah. I somebody, generally... somebody, look up if she did the surfing in this movie. <laughs> I, I generally like this movie. Um, it's it, I think I said over email, it is the thinnest plot <laughs> that you can possibly have and still somehow squeeze a, a an 85-minute movie out of it. There's um, a shark. Yeah, yeah. It's literally her on the rock for 45 minutes. Hey, there's a shark. I mean, I don't even know what she did. If she was just laying on that rock, <laughs> it was crazy. But, uh, but yeah, I mean... I, there's a lot of interesting stuff to me, right? Like um, they didn't – the shark – it's not like Jaws where they build the shark up and they kind of like don't – they don't show you a ton of the shark and I think that's probably a budget constraint. But unlike Jaws where they kind of like build up the mystique of the shark, there's none of that because she doesn't have anyone to talk to. So it's literally just like it's all visual. And and to the credit of the director, it he – manages to kind of like build up your anticipation around the shark, even while showing it to you a little bit. And then when they do kind of spend a lot of that, that uh, CGI budget to kind of do some of the final sequences, it's, it's pretty satisfying. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, it is very short. It's a great summer kind of horror slash. Well, it's not even horror. It's more like a thriller, I guess. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree actually with the basic sentiment. Like this, this movie is dumb. And this movie is fun, and it is like a great, like mixture balance of those two things, and they complement each other really well. Like I think that Blake Lively's pretty good, 
I think that the suspense is like really pretty decent. Like there's a nice visual tension in this film. Um, the thing you have to know going in is that nothing makes sense. Like they, yeah. not that it doesn't make sense, but it's just the logic is so silly in this movie and you have to go in just thinking, you know what, I'm just going to like watch a fun thriller and not overanalyze this because like it starts from the very beginning, the idea that like, you know, I can't think of a place that is safer to ride out into like the jungle with a strange person and get dropped off in the middle of nowhere <laughs> where you don't know the name of the beach than Mexico. Yeah. That's, I mean, first of all, I mean, dude, that guy was super nice, by the he way. He was. I was say, I have friends who do that, so that's not well, really. Well, you I mean, can give them my number after the show, and I will tell them that they are dumb if you would. Well, like. we try to tell her she's dumb, and she won't listen. Well, show her this movie. It's basically like a cautionary tale for. We her. went to. I went to Amsterdam with her, <laughs> and show her this very realistic movie. <laughs> so you know, like that's that's so dumb. Um you know, she pops the seagull's wing back into its shoulder, which is adorable, and they become best friends. But, like, because she's a doctor, she understands wings. Like, how wouldn't the fuck it, does wouldn't that... Wouldn't it have flown away once its wings started working again? Well, no, I think yeah. he was healing, John. Oh, all right. You, you would mean, think so. But do maybe you just it was, start it was throwing showing a, her compassion and staying there to the end of her yeah. days as well. If you Would you just start throwing a football right after getting your shoulder popped back in? I mean, I would to make sure it worked, I guess. <laughs> Um, and like the the leaps in logic just go through the whole movie like we're to believe that this shark like needs to eat her so bad that it's just circling this rock for days on end waiting for her maybe she was like lively i mean you saw a hot surfer you're like if i'm gonna eat a surfer i'm gonna make sure it's blake lively let me keep going (laughs) let me keep going then we'll go back all right but like then she sews up her leg with a necklace that you can clearly see on film is not sharp enough to actually go through her skin. Well, no. What she did is she used the necklace to... She was actually using her earrings to yeah, sew up the thing. True. She was just using the necklace to it like was, poke yeah, the That round thing? Of, yeah, it yeah. was like confusing. moon? I don't no, know. So, but she wasn't sewing it. She was literally like stapling it shut with her earrings. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then all of this leads up to the finale... There's a disappearing dead body at some point, which we can talk about. Although I guess you could say the tide. Yeah. Uh, but all this leads up to the finale and like the least sensical thing I have ever seen on film. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But but like I really like this movie and I came out of a go and that was fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you just have to it's weird. In one way, it's oddly more competent than you expect it to be going in. Like Acting wise, directing wise, it is a really solid, tight little film. But the problem, like the issues or the things you're going to have to overlook, all stem from the script, I feel like. Yes, that is. I mean, (laughs) it's so, I don't know. Like, I, none of most of the things you guys are talking, or at least that Eric mentioned, like, didn't bother me all that much. Like, the fact that the shark, like, kind of won't leave her alone, like, I don't know. Maybe sharks just fucking hang out. Yeah, I mean, in a single you're right. Place. So like that wasn't that weird. It was weird that it just kept circling, you know. But again, I don't know how sharks work. Or I like maybe it was just really hungry. You're I not guess. a shark psychologist, John. You don't know. Well, it definitely wasn't hungry because it had a fucking huge right. rotting whale that it could have just well, been chilling on. It had a whale and like it eats people. Like she couldn't have just swam away while it was eating one of those friggin' people. Yeah, it did eat like three people, so that's fair. No, I mean, listen, you're right, but I don't care. I like the movie. It's just funny. Like, 
it's you can't not talk about these things yeah no it's true well it kind of it it doesn't it doesn't really build on itself right like one of the moments that i sort of uh i thought was really ridiculous from a continuity perspective is like there's a scene which actually honestly is one of the best scenes in the movie where this like she discovers this is like pretty far into her being stranded and she sees this fat drunk guy on the beach who like decides to like start pawing through her bag and like take her wallet and then he's like fuck it I'm just well, gonna take the whole backpack. It's a, it's a great bait and switch though because she wakes up I think on the first morning after she got stranded and she just sees a guy drunk on the beach and is so relieved and like it's like the first real like potentially positive thing and he gets up and he stumbles around and she gets his attention yeah and then directs him to the bag where he promptly just starts robbing her yeah just starts robbing well and then has this amazing fucking idea that only a drunk person can have (laughs) which is i've already stolen her backpack i'm gonna swim out in the ocean and steal the surfboard (laughs) is why the fuck not and of course he swims out and he gets eaten in fucking half. I mean, but it's he justice. Gets, I took it. I, I appreciated that. No, totally. I'm not. I'm not saying. It's, yeah, no. He gets like this was PG thirteen, right? Yeah. No, yeah. was it really? This, this yeah. was partic- like a particularly grisly scene for yeah. PG thirteen. Like you see, like it starts off and it looks like he's one person, and then he's crawling away, and it's become apparent that the top half is separated from the bottom half. I am shocked. Shark. Uh, I'm shocked but, to learn that it's PG thirteen. So the. My issue wasn't with that, although now that I'm thinking about it, like, how the fuck does a shark perfectly cut a man in half and deliver him to the beach? Yeah, well, that's, that's the part. that we don't know about sharks. It's the right? part, it's the, it's the yes. part where both pieces end up on the beach that's like, what? That's, well, that is also, the weird part to me. Like, wouldn't it have swallowed the bottom half? No, he spit it out and slingshotted it into the beach. He's like, that, that, too much tequila. Just for the sake of it. Nice. Well, like, okay, if it's cool. like if you've ever, like, bitten an ice cream sandwich through the paper, you know, like maybe his clothes were, like, keeping it all together and he made it to the beach. Um, so. I love that you just compared a human body to an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. The uh, So, my. My issue with the continuity wasn't that, which is by itself ridiculous, but a pretty awesome visual and kind of a funny scene. Um, but it's it's the later when the other two surfer dudes show up. There, they the movie does it's not well staged enough to know where this body is. But in my assumption is that the body is pretty close to the backpack, and so yeah. when these guys show up in the beach like to go surfing again like they don't notice this like fucking fat drunk guy who's been bisected and that is, just is that right is a the very coach. to me so the only the, that's the best plot hole that i cannot explain. the only yeah. thing is they they do very much focus on the shift between high tide and low tide and i cannot remember where it was at that point in the movie so if it was that's low true. tide the body could have pretty easily been pulled out i guess Wait, sure. well, isn't but it there be- was so a- that happened before the tide because isn't because she's stuck on the rocks like that's later on, right? I don't, I don't, remember. I can't remember because I so, mean, okay, I will buy Eric. That was the best explanation I think we're gonna get for this particular <laughs> yeah. plot hole. Yeah, but, touche, like, Eric. It doesn't. I, I mean, you could we can dig at this a lot, but like it's just kind of a fun watch, and I think because it's so short. You kind of just get through it, and you're like, right. "Oh, that's pretty fun," you know. And really, what like where this movie? <laughs> it's also movie, it's also really fun to talk about the plot holes. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's pretty. It is pretty fun. I mean, they do this movie is like ninety percent Blake Lively, just like just figuring it out, you know. Like, oh, yeah. I've got this big gaping hole in my yeah. leg. What am I going to stick in it to plug it up? It's like right. It's like the it's the 
water equivalent of that movie where James Franco has to cut his own arm off. Like it's 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 yeah, it's yeah, one of those true. things. Mm-hmm. It's a character stranded in a place, and you are gonna watch for ninety minutes them suss things out in their head and talk to themselves and seagulls and. But I, I mean, like we said, I appreciate that. I mean. Blake Lively did a really good job. Like she was believable as like a you know a medical student dropout who is just wanting to surf now, and she didn't come across as like the Olivia Wilde like super hot scientist that's you know totally. And finds, the, o- no. and the only way those kind the we only have way, to bring this dog back to life. The only way those kinds of movies work is if the director and the lead actor are both really good because mm-hmm. it not only does it take a really like tour de force performance in a lot of ways, but it takes a director that understands visual tension because that's all it is. Like if you look right. at the early scene where, bef- okay, like when she first gets stranded, she's trying to get up, she's trying to signal the guys on the beach as they're getting ready to leave. And that scene goes on for like five minutes of just the car even stops at one point and they get <laughs> out and she's like, Oh my God. And then it turns out he just had to like throw something else in the back of the truck. Well, like what would they have done? I guess they would have had to go get a boat and like, but, but those I moments, those moments are all about pacing and editing and like the way you structure those mm-hmm. shots. And that's, and that's all done super well in this movie. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. I, um, I don't know. There were times, and I, I don't, I don't want to like sound like a total asshole, but like I, the the like mom uh, had cancer stuff uh, was uh, like it got a little long in the tooth for me by the end, pun intended. Um, I'm going just, to be a fighter, just like her. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the, it, they well, could have dialed that down like one notch. It was at least an attempt to add a little depth to the proceedings. Yeah, I, I mean, but were you like? If only like no if her mom intended. hadn't died of cancer, you would have been like, "Fuck her, let her get eaten by the shark." <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it was it, I don't know. Man. Yeah, they had to do something to give her characterization, right? I was gonna say Thank I think question. that that was God, more yes, of just her own her own character development. Yeah, but, I guess it does explain why she's on the beach. It's yada, just yada, that yeah. it's just that it's a li- right. It's a little cheap. Like you it could have explained why she refused. The offer of the nice man who dropped her off to come pick her back up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Uber. She said she was going to take an Uber, which I don't think that's how that works. But um, <laughs> I thought when that you was don't a know, joke, but apparently she was being serious. No, she was. Um, the uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. What were we talking Historically, about? Historically, I, you know, I was surprised at how good her cell phone reception was on yeah. this. Like, oh, no, no, no. When my I was mom was really, I saw this with my mom and she was super pissed about that. She's like, that's the most what? unbelievable part of this yeah. whole movie. I, this may be one of, if not the first time that someone on the show has seen the movie with their mom. Is that true? Yeah. That's got to be true, right? I don't know. Oh, maybe I just don't tell y'all. She goes to a lot of the movies. Nice. <laughs> nice. I took my dad to see Dracula when we saw Dracula. Oh, Dracula Untold or whatever it was called? Um, Nice. What I was going to say, Shinars, is that would you, you know, it's just a little cheap to like, oh, my mom's dead. You could have had almost the same character using the same tools of like the phone calls and the FaceTimes and just had it be like maybe she's just a lost person and she's trying to find herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do think people would just be like, eh, whatever. She's a privileged rich girl. But but your point being like when you throw in the dead mom, it's like, oh, you're a final girl. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you know. You uh, probably was, have a nice TV at home. <laughs> I just, I kind of got to the point where I was like, I think I got you here with the cancer and the surviving and whatnot. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Can I mean, it is about... like, especially Go in ahead, the Marie. very end, in the very end, it gets very sentimental, like around that particular plot point, which seemed like really silly because this movie is sort of like, 
it's this movie where people are getting sort of gleefully murdered by a shark and then it's like all this like tortury shit and then it kind of like turns into like a silly little ABC family movie at the end. But Yeah. The I I would like to note for the record that this uh contained my now new favorite jump scare of of all time, which is the California surfer bro getting eaten by the shark. <laughs> Just a surprise shark. Just sea world. Just like sea worlding up out of the water and like like out of nowhere. I mean, it was just incredible. Like, do do you disagree (laughs) that it was not incredible? I was like, I don't. I it was just amazing. I literally jumped and at the same time was like clapping, like yes. (laughs) I love that. Like she does. She yells at you. Also, you also bit a surfer on the way up as you were. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there's great foreshadowing too because we actually see the death. In the beginning of the movie on the GoPro. Yeah, but you don't, I mean, yes. No, that so was like, interesting. So, like, you know it's coming, but you're just waiting for it. You yeah. know it's coming, but you don't know how good it's going to be when <laughs> it happens. Yeah. That was an interesting use of the sort of foreshadowing, then flashback type of yeah, thing. Yeah, I kind of I liked it. No, I, yeah, it was fine. I couldn't tell if, like, the audience that I was sitting in loved the movie or thought it was the dumbest thing they've ever fucking seen because people were, like, laughing and yelling. It was, like, a really rowdy crowd, and I wasn't sure, like, where they landed. <laughs> well, but, like, like, that person... reacting, that's yeah, good. Yeah, reaction yeah. is good, I think, for sure. Um, can, we just, can we talk about the ending? Uh, like sure. Very, so what, very ending? Well, like I guess before that, I just want to say if I have one complaint about this movie, and I talked about it over email, it's that it feels like it, it felt tortury to me at times, and and what I mean, like obviously not like saw someone torturing somebody else, but like the story torturing Blake Lively and making me watch it, and so like. <laughs> She There's gets, a flare gun embedded in her stomach. You need to dig it out. Yeah, in the very <laughs> beginning, like she gets bit by the shark and she's got this nasty bite on the inside of her thigh. And there must be <laughs> there must be 25 minutes of this movie devoted to her like dealing with this wound, right? And like spread out throughout the movie. And I mean, like she's, Eric, there weren't many other plot points. Right. right. That's I mean, my point. She's sewing it back together. She's trying to get like rip off the arm of her wetsuit to put put it on her leg like every time she moves she's like in horrendous pain like later on in the movie she literally in a a like saw in the ocean like scene has to fucking swim through a school of jellyfish like literally that's a scene out of saw like throw them in, in a order tank to survive you'll have to swim through yeah a school of jellyfish. so like and and there's nothing wrong with it i'm not judging it i'm just saying like and i was joking over email like maybe i've gone soft but at some point in this movie i went like I cannot just watch pain be inflicted on this woman. I think for you've any gone soft. Time. Like I think that's a big part of this movie. It's totally yeah. possible. It's I'm not. Are you, not... you going to be able to watch the purge? Because isn't that pretty much all that happens? Yeah, but the purge is all... murdering people. Like that's fine. Like it's this. Like <laughs> he is 100 percent okay so with it's, the murder. It's the slow murder, burn torture. Okay. It's the like, like, hey, I'm gonna sew a fucking wound up on my leg. Cool. Or you know, like I'm gonna stick my hand in this dead whale's um like wound <laughs> so that I can pull myself up on. And you would it. not be able to handle Grey's Anatomy. That's like I don't. I hate Grey's Anatomy for that exact reason. <laughs> I didn't like, realize Grey's Anatomy had that much. Like, like, that's oh. the funniest thing about it. Is I the actually gruesome. no, it does. It's surgery it, porn. It's, it's that's the best part. It's like all just like it's steamy romance uh, and gore, sexually lit hospitals, and then just random, really disgusting, <laughs> like horrendous, stuff. horrendous gore. It's awful. <laughs> just out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, all of the all and they're of those talking about fucking while they're dealing with the horrendous gore. All just of like, those shows are like that. It's it's the worst. 
Anyway, so like, there's nothing wrong with that. I just honestly, at some point, I was like, man, this movie is grisly. Yeah, it, I mean, it is, but I, I think I think that's one of the strengths of it, honestly. And like, she keeps hitting. She keeps like every time she falls in the water, she hits the fire coral, and it's just like it's a torture well, that, sequence. And, yeah, I didn't understand what the hell the deal was with the. Um, uh, jellyfish like I get it the shark wasn't going to swim through them but like why were they like glowing like were well, they well first of all that's what yeah the, the, I'm pretty sure the only ones that glow are the ones that live like so deep in the ocean that there's no light yeah well and it was, I thought maybe it was like it was like she was seeing them glow only after she got stung and then she I don't know it was no, just no I think they were she became part jellyfish and then <laughs> I think they were I think they were suggesting that they were photoluminescent. I do not believe that that would be the case, but but I mean that was a crazy scene because I'm like, are you serious? She's gonna got it. She's got to swim through the goddamn jellyfish now. Well, that was like a but lot it was of well the, done. The reaction in the crowd, just people were like reacting with laughter with like everything that showed up. Like, are you fucking kidding me? In that similar way, like, oh, she's got to make it through jellyfish now because of course she does. So basically, there's three. There's three. It's like um the one-eyed willie's map in the goonies like there's three points out in the ocean <laughs> that she traverses throughout this film she starts out on Sick the reference bro thank you yeah. she starts out on the dead whale at some point in the film she makes it over to the rock pretty quickly the, makes it over to the when rock. the tide mm-hmm. gets high later on in the movie she's got to ditch the rock for this old ass buoy that's that's within like visual distance so mm-hmm. she makes it to it and it's like All right, uh, spoiler alert in case anyone wants to see this yes yeah, spoiler alert um, she makes it to it um, after you know, after swimming through the aforementioned jellyfish and like just getting fucked up, um, and then like the shark just starts attacking the buoy because it's sharks angry at this point. I don't know. <laughs> like literally, he's flailing. I mean, he's been stalking her. Of course, he's angry. He's flailing himself up in the air and hitting the buoy. And as he's doing this, we see that the buoy is anchored with three chains down to the to a concrete thing on the fl- on the seafloor. And then slowly, one by one, as the shark's hitting him. The chains are popping until there's only one that's still connected because it's old and like um, old and rusty. There's kind of a great like tense scene where she grabs onto the railing and the rust just crumbles away, and then the movie goes slow mo for a second. She's like this, and then she just <laughs> splashes back. Like that was actually really cool. Yeah. But then this thing happens that I kind of want somebody to explain to me because I do not understand it. But yeah, I don't. I I can't even remember what happened. She somehow like knows in her head that the last chain's gonna snap and like grabs onto it and it pulls her underwater and the shark chases her underwater and then at the last second she's out of the way and it gets impaled on something all right i will try to do something can we just say that it's ridiculous like it's it's pretty far-fetched but i mean you know you're also again believing she survives and is able to like swim without having drank any water for two days my overwhelming thing is that the the sequence of events she seemed a little sleepy, John. This <laughs> she did. The sequence sure. of events that she like unleashes. A they seem intentional. It seems like she did it intentionally, and <clears throat> she's literally fighting for her life on top of a buoy with like a storm crashing on her. Like I don't see any way in hell that. So like I don't understand how she could have understood the sequence of events she was about to like under undergo. All right. So I don't think she intentionally meant like that ending to happen when she swims to the buoy. Uh, what happens is the shark starts like no, ramming. not when she not when she swims to the buoy, but yeah. in the moments leading up to her doing it, it seemed like she was intentionally doing what she did. 
the so yeah the basically the chains started breaking off the buoy because the shark is fucking you know kamikazeing itself right <laughs> into the buoy so the first one breaks and then i think what she notices because it starts like rocking really hardcore and then the second one breaks and at that point she's like can't even stay on the buoy because it's not being stabilized at all so she's in the water and she basically like takes the thing off her leg ties it onto the last chain and waits for the shark to come hit it again knowing that it's going to break and as soon as it does the chain is heavy enough to drag her to the bottom like could she even see the chains because i thought the chains were all the way underwater like no, I the chains are holding the buoy no, but I thought they were holding them so low that, like, how could she have even see What them? I didn't understand, I think when she's swimming under the uh, jellyfish, she sees the thing at the bottom. Because the, th- the real question is, how did she know that those spikes were big enough to kill the shark? Have you ever opened your eyes underwater in was, the ocean? That's what I was about to say. Well, salt water? Like, yeah, ooh. you just go, yeah. oh, oh. God. <laughs> I mean, but it is, like, it's, like, nice blue ocean, not, yeah, like, Jersey like Shore you're fucking just, You're just like, I have, made a, I have made a huge <laughs> yeah. mistake. No, but you can't see because of the salt water. You can't just look in salt water. Eh, I don't know. Your I mean, eyes maybe are as a surfer, she saline, knew. Right? I, mean, I would imagine as a surfer, you have to probably know like the dangers of like coral or like how I don't know. See, first I, thing like, you do. To to I was going to say you're reaching. She's been rubbing salt in her eyes for seven years to get used to it. No, the first <laughs> thing you do is you spit on your hands and then you rub it in your eyes so they don't get foggy. Oh, yeah, okay. I think that's true. So Makes like a squeaky noise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, really, like, that was, I mean, it was a cool visual, but it was kind of like, what the fuck just happened? It was like, in a ridiculous, and it's kind of bummed me I out, was, it, because like, there were plenty of other ways that you could have ended the movie and retained the dumbness of the rest of the movie, but still had a little bit of sensicalness. I mean, I was expecting... to kill the shark, though. Like, how else was she going to do it? And, I mean, it was the climax of the movie. Like, it needed to be this big, like, to-do. So... It was it was a little far fetched for me, but I, it didn't when, bother me. When stuff started, like when when poles started snapping off of the buoy, I was fully expecting that she was just gonna like javelin the shit out of him like twenty times with things that were yeah. like snapping off the buoy. That's what I thought. But <laughs> like a like pull up haul rod in Halloween Six kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: I don't know if you guys have ever watched the. I, this had to have been. This can't be the first time I've mentioned this on the show, but one of the Shark Week MythBusters. The myth was about. Um, whether you should, if you're being like approached by a shark, whether you should like boop it on the tip of its nose. Uh, boop and, is the official, and, yeah. official term. <laughs> and so they set up this like rock'em sock'em robot. They they built like a giant rock'em sock'em robot and found they couldn't get it accurate enough to test. So they put one of them in a chainmail suit and sent him into God. water with sharks. And he like tried booping them on the nose and it didn't work. <laughs> And he found out what you really have to do is you got to punch him in the gills, which makes sense. Oh, well, God. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What, How could they get away with doing that to an animal on television? Yeah. Sorry. I mean, uh, he booped him in the gills. He booped him in the gills. <laughs> Very few sharks were injured in the gills. I don't even have. It, it was a gentle booping on the gills. I don't oh, even have gills, and that sounds painful. I mean, imagine getting booped in the Adam's apple. That'd be yeah. terrible. Oh. I have a huge Adam's apple. Too. Yeah, I know. It's an easy target. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> a little kid once told me I had an alien bursting out of my neck. Kids. Yeah. He didn't boop it, did he? I, I, I booped him in the face, my fist. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about this movie? It's cray cray. No. It was pretty fun. I mean, honestly, yeah. this is like... This is... Like, honestly, better than I expected. Right. Definitely. This is kind of just like 
dumb summer fun movie to a T. And it, you know what? Like thinking back, it actually had a pretty decent marketing campaign too. Yeah, like the, the trailers I, I, were pretty. I good. have been like bombarded with shit about this movie yeah. on TV, like on billboards. It's been Is a that- while since we've had a good Sharky thriller. I will watch this in summers to come, drinking beer with my, you know, kids. I saw like, <laughs> probably annoying the shit out of me. I so. saw some. I saw some B movie a few years ago <laughs> with with killer sharks where they were like at a at a lake house or something. I don't know how there Shark were sharks Lake? there. Isn't that what that yeah. was called? Maybe, uh, but the guy from uh, Blair Witch was in it, and then there were people at the end who were like genetically mixed with oh, sharks. We did that on had... the show. Was it yeah. called Shark Lake? No. What was that called? I don't think it was Shark Lake. It was something crazy. There is a movie called Shark Night. Oh, not we did. oh we, my God. We, what the? We totally did it on the show. Shark yeah. Night? I don't know yeah, that it might, but it people might. were genetically modified with sharks. Like, literally, I don't remember it is why. Shark Night. Mark wins. Shark Night. It's, nice. It was 3D. Where the fuck did I pull that from? Oh, I don't know. Wow. That was I, in that a was theater? Two, 2011. Wow. Yeah, it was in the theater. Nice. Wow. What the fuck? That's ridiculous. It's, uh, it was Sarah Paxton. <laughs> yes, Sarah Paxton and that guy from The Blair Witch Project. Oh, um, nothing's yeah. too far gone that it can't be dug back up. I can't believe I remember the name of that movie. Literally, I can't believe I remembered seeing the movie. I was thinking about it while I was watching this for some reason. Oh, probably sharks. All right. That was the movie. Would you recommend this movie to someone? If so, in the theater? Question mark. Mark. Yeah, totally. I mean, you're gonna have a lot of options this summer, but if you're looking for some stupid fun, it's pretty fun. John. Yes. Cece. Sure. I'd say yeah, and like this might be one of the rare instances where I would recommend seeing this on like a Friday or Saturday night. And if you can get to a theater where you can drink in, forget <laughs> even about better. It. Yeah, forget about it. It's fun. It's and honestly, like, it's just fun. It's a good story. Yeah. It's a good it's summer good, movie. Good times. Good for Blake Lively. Don't call it a comeback, Schnars. Um, listen, I am fine with more Blake Lively. Uh, two quick life. questions. How did this movie do? At which I can look up if someone else wants to look up if there's a movie guide. So it did oh, fairly shit. well. It did, uh, it did about 19 million. It's over 20 now because it had a, it's, it's doing okay even during the week. Um, and it, the budget was 17 million. So this is actually like a pretty small budget little movie. It should have been five. Uh, I mean, they spent, listen, there was some pretty nice, like, shots like there was some good helicopter work here where he that i love the shot of her <laughs> sorry out. i just started reading the movie guide keep going oh, all right <laughs> i love the shot of her paddling out for the first time and it's like it's probably a helicopter i would assume I, oh yeah they, it was beautiful. drones now i don't it, know it was beautiful in the beginning like i actually thought the surfing stuff was really well done there's and actually I really, I really thought you were going to go with the gratuitous butt shot as to why you enjoyed that paddling out scene there was I mean, a Dude, that was not even like the third best gratuitous butt shot. Let's be clear. <laughs> there was a really cool moment too towards the end, and then we'll wrap it up where like the be a lot of the beginning before the attack happens is her kind of luxuriating in the beauty of like where she is, right? Like right. she obviously lives a pretty she's had some issues and she's getting away from it. And then she goes through just this like nightmare ride. And at the very end, when she's like saved and on the beach, she stops and like hears the birds and like the surf and like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a cool, like way to bring things around from the beginning. It's kind of neat. All right, Mark, what is movie guide? Movie guide is our favorite website. Uh, it's a website that is, uh, was founded by a pastor or some sort of Christian leaning person. Uh, and it, uh, it reviews 
all of these mainstream movies for their objectionable content. So us very sensitive moviegoers know what to expect when we go into watching a theatrical feature. So The Shallows features the light humanist worldview overall where no god or higher power is acknowledged. I three think, obsc- three I obscenities, including uh, one F word, and two light exclamatory profanities. Plus, woman tries to eat a crab but vomits back up. <laughs> I, th- I think. By the way, I think it's clear that shark is god. We didn't yeah. even talk about that scene, which was the grossest scene in the movie. I think. Uh, some very strong and strong violence includes a video camera shows a shark attacking a person, recording the video, <laughs> implied death by shark attack as the viewers hear it. Man's body is cut in half by a shark and his innards are shown on the beach. A dead whale carcass floats in the water with multiple shark bites. A woman is bitten in its leg. That's by objectionable a shark. content. Yeah. Apparently. It's nature, man. A large bloody wound is shown. Woman painfully closes her shark bite wound with sharp earrings. Woman steps on coral that stings her in multiple places. Woman stung by jellyfish. Shark kills two men and lots of blood is shown in the water. Shark tries to kill a woman multiple times and destroys a metal buoy in the water. Fish is impaled. Uh, Shut up. Seagull's wing is injured by a shark. No sexual content. Natural upper male nudity while wearing bathing suits. (laughs) What? Plus a woman wears a bikini. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, A drunk man is shown passed out on the beach. And another scene mentions recovering from a hangover. No smoking or drugs. And a man steals a woman's belongings on the beach. (laughs) I Um, love that stepping on coral. Yeah. It's like... You know what? It's really just goes like she goes now, and like that's it. Well, that's it, though, right? It's super interesting to see them like lay out a movie that's not like a heavily spiritual demon, like religious thing. This is a this is the debut of natural upper male nudity, which, as far as I can tell, is only related to wearing a bathing suit. Episode three (laughs) eighty two. So unnatural. The only time it's in other words, he was. In other words, imagine. In other words, it was not removing clothing to do something sensual with somebody. It was a necessity for what he was doing. (laughs) It was just for swimming. Yeah. Can you imagine being the type of moviegoer who like sees a person in a bathing suit and is like, "Oh fuck this! I got to get my kids out of here." (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine um, being the guy in the theater sitting next to this guy who was like confused when he's when the this shirtless guy came on screen and he started furiously scribbling notes. (laughs) <laughs> do you think uh, they like this guy? Is do you think it's one guy who goes and sees this, or does he have like minions and they all go out? Oh, so he like, has to have people. Minions, right? Do you, do you think that they have minions that go in like cam movies and then give them to them so they can do it in the privacy? No, of their own I home? maintain that this is a way for this dude to see all these movies That's what and I would, yeah, like, yeah. feel better and about not it. feel guilty about it. Totally. Yeah. No, I think we we established that a lot of time. <laughs> upper male nudity is always in bold and underlined. I'm yeah. not sure why. <laughs> All the upper male. Yeah. <laughs> upper male. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. That's going to do it for the shallows. That's, if you're keeping track at home, four thumbs up from the BGH crew. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. Ask anyone who was brave enough to see Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th, and they will tell you they were terrified over and over and over and over. <laughs> Friday the 13th. We dare you to see this film all over London and in the West End. Your fright day will be the day you're brave enough to see Friday the 13th. Certificate X. 
Hey, this is Brian O'Holler, and you might know me from such films as Clerks, Clerks 2, Brutal Massacre. You're listening to BloodyGoodHorror.com. Send your emails to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or hit us up on Twitter at BGHorror with the hashtag AskBGH. And don't forget to pick up back episodes of the show at podcast.bloodygoodhorror.com. Back in the house. My call last week for people to give me suggestions for dramatic drama horror serial podcasts pretty much generated our entire list of fan mail this week. <laughs> but okay. first up, info at bloodygoodhorror.com. First up from James. Will you guys be reviewing Purge Election Year? And a follow Duh. and a follow up question. If you could rob any place during the purge, what would it be? What would you steal and why? Ooh, I'm a relatively that's a new good question. I'm a relatively new listener and I must say I love the podcast. The only thing I would change is to make it longer because it is that good. Oh. Well, we can oblige you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I will say, do you remember when we were kids and I don't remember what the show was, but there was some show where if you won then you were like a kid and you got to be in this department store and fill your cart with as much yeah. shit as you oh, could yeah. in like two minutes. And I would always daydream about just like- This was a Nickelodeon thing, wasn't it? Me, I don't remember. But I would always daydream about running to the back, getting like a Nintendo or whatever the hell it was, and just fucking doing this with the games and just getting every single game in my cart. Yeah. They, I think they strategically laid out that uh, department store to make it real tough. It's bullshit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to fucking GameStop. I think that's- yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I probably would do the same. I'm, I mean, I'm you could also just go to, to like think. a diamond store and just fucking. I was gonna say, know, I mean, make some money. Do I get to flip whatever I steal? Like that might change well, where I want stealing, to go. Stealing? No, 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 because that's not fun. Like, <laughs> I want to know, like, what's in your heart? Like, you're walking down the road and the ride's going down, and you got a brick in your hand. Where are you going first? I don't know what this says about me, but all I'm thinking of Cheese is like store. food. Like food say, and beer. Cheese store. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Are there? The guy who runs the, the guy little fingerfuls yeah. of like 200 year old cheeses in a store. The guy who runs the cheese store is going to be standing there like, seriously, you're robbing my fucking cheese store. I mean, John's got a good point though. Are people really going to raid the cheese store? Like, that's actually probably a pretty good idea. Pretty yeah. safe, right? You know? Yeah, so. You guys are lame. Cece, what about you? Do you rob the library? I mean, I was going to say, what they let you I take have? the books for free. Eric. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. I'm not sure what good that would do. So, but oh, that's what I spend the majority of my money on. So it would save me a lot of money and about, I could read a lot during the 12 hours that I'm shut up how about during the purge. Barnes and Noble, they're a big faceless corporation. I wouldn't feel bad about that. Right? That's true. I wouldn't feel bad about Barnes yeah. and Noble. And that's quite a, an array of different genres of that's, books. You know, I forgive me if like I'm just misremembering the movies, but I feel like looting is does not seem like that big of a part of the purge. It seems mostly about murder. I guess that's just like the part that they choose to. Frame. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Or just like destruction in general. I, I mean, most of the, I think it's just like general mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna park in a permit zone. <laughs> 
I'm actually Take that city of Chicago. I'm actually like I, I kind of want to put this out to the listeners now because I'm curious what some other answers are. So if you have an answer as to what you would be robbing during the purge, I know. I wish I had like read that earlier this morning so I could have thought about it all day. Let us know. Ask BGH is the hashtag on Twitter at BG Horror. Next up, Rob. Okay, so here's like a ton of uh, people sending in um, suggestions here. Can you like aggregate them into a list and just tell us them? Nope. Rob no. says, listening to Southbound moment, you're mentioned about podcasts that are similar to Night Vale, but less dumb. I suggest, che- I know I'm Mark. I'm the only one that thinks that. I suggest checking out King Falls AM. I did. I didn't like it. And Uncanny <laughs> County. I have not listened to that one yet. What was That's that one? Uncanny County. I haven't, I haven't Uncanny County one. is fairly new. I think there are only about five or six episodes so far. Kings Falls, King Falls AM has 20 odd episodes, so you can easily binge listen to that. It was it was fine. I just wasn't into it. And he says also um, check out uh, Audio Drama Sunday on Twitter. hashtag Audio Drama Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. Lot or no, maybe that's a maybe that's just an account. Lots of new audio dramas, so something in there might crop up that piques your interest. Um, and Caitlin says the Night Vale guys have another podcast called Alice Isn't Dead. It's not really silly like uh, Night Vale. A few others are Limetown, The Black Tapes, and Archive 81. I did listen to a little bit of Alice Isn't Dead, so that's made by the Night Vale guys. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that one. It was better. I think I'm just too pissed. I just think I don't know what I want, but my biggest You should make your own, bro. Well, here's my biggest issue. Limetown blew my gourd open, and I have not been able to listen to anything that's even like approaching yeah. how good Limetown is. Yeah, Limetown's really good. The biggest problem, and this is like the problem, I think it's why it's really hard to make one of these, is like that level of quality is fucking difficult to do on a well, short because, because even if you somehow have the equipment, which is huge, and the technical chops to do it, you need to find good voice actors, and that's probably the hardest thing. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. also expensive to do all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have to like invest really heavily. And, you know, guys, podcasts uh, aren't making like a shitload of money right now. Yeah. I mean, they do fine. But if you're talking about employing actors and stuff, yeah, it's, yeah. it gets real pricey real um, fast. But anyway, I, I appreciate all of the suggestions. And I did, like I said, I've been, um, as I've had the chance to, I've been kind of trying to check some of those out. So Alice Isn't Dead had like a few creepy moments, but just like didn't feel like something I was going to just want to listen to long term. I don't know. Do you think we could get Trader Joe's to sponsor us so that we can create our own <laughs> fiction podcast? Sure. Yo, I'm I'm in. Definitely. I, I we shop almost exclusively at Trader Joe's. I love it. It's like so communist. There's no choices. You're like, I yeah. just want to. I just want an apple. Cool. There's one kind of apple. Totally. Now that's what I have. But it's cheaper. <laughs> Uh, love they're, that on a, they're on a real mango kick lately. You notice that, Eric? Yeah, you know, it's really funny you say that because my wife bought a bunch of cans of mango juice today from Trader Joe's. Go. They're going hard on the mangoes. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, finally catching up on episodes after being in Oklahoma for two weeks at a horse show. Sure. And was disappointed. Eric didn't mention that Carl from Insidious was in it. He was the priest. P.S. I took a bunch of normies to see it, and explaining what the Wanaverse is to a bunch of cowboys is impossible, but I tried. That's I'm not I'm even sure I fully understand. Good effort. That's I thought we yeah. did talk about Carl, didn't we? You know, we did in the, the week after. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, next you up. You have to issue a correction. Next up, Rachel. Hi, Eric. I love Bloody Good Horror. Never fails to make me laugh each week. If you're still on the hunt for an awesome podcast that has the strangest of Night Vale but isn't silly, I definitely recommend checking out Archive 81. That's the second recommendation for that. I have not listened to that. The Behemoth. Mm -hmm. 
and the black tapes. They're all addictive. Hope you enjoy listening. Um, yeah, I haven't listened to those other two, but I've talked about black tapes a lot. It started out really promising, but got so confusing. Yeah, that's just how kinda, I thought about black, black tapes. I feel like it got up its own ass in a way that uh, like kind of lost me. So it's not. It's kind of cool though. The premise is neat, but they just kind of lost it. I felt like info at bloodygoodhorror.com is the email address. Here's the website for Archive Eighty One. Three months ago, Daniel Powell vanished. These are the tapes he sent me. If you know anything, please contact me. New episodes will be released every other Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, did he send the tapes before he left, or is he sending these tapes as he's vanished? That's a good question. I guess I'll have to listen. We're also on Twitter at BG Horror with the hashtag AskBGHMark. I'd also like to check out the BGH Classics if anything is there. I think there was one new one. Uh, John, can you, yes, put that in the chat while I go through these. Uh, This first one is from Philly's fam, our very own Sophie. I want to know what the team thought of Jason Segel's cameo in this movie. (laughs) Amazing. Hashtag that bird. And also, (laughs) she posted a gif. She posted the gif of the dude just getting randomly fucking burnt in the ocean, and it's amazing. Well, and then they they cut back to Blake Lively, and the seagull casually strolls by behind her on the rock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's so it's amazing it's like it's so goofy when you look at the gif when you look at it repeat because you can just see how like cheesy the shark is it's amazing <laughs> the uh mark i think you skipped one from the 23rd that we did not read on the last episode and i thought it was a good question uh toss it in the chat yeah oh uh, sorry now i'm looking at classics uh keep going and i'll toss it in all right this one also not a question also from one of our writers evan sleed i love this movie so much that's all <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair assessment, yeah. I think. I honestly the more I think about it, the more ridiculous I think it is, and the more I think I like it. Like I just really enjoyed it. Totally. But we just talked about it, so there you go. Uh this is from B. Lasseter. Is the shallows about people who judge others by the size of their TV and the cost of their cars? Oh zing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Get it? Yes, it's a precursor to um the purge yeah. election year. He's calling you a shallow, Eric. I am the opposite of shallow. <laughs> So, Mark, for some reason, so it, deep. <laughs> I don't know if you do this, but for some reason, when I click on top, it doesn't show up, but then I click on live and it does. In any event, I'm sending the link to you now. Well, that's a bunch of hot bullshit. I know, Twitter. Twitter. Get, Get your together. act together. That's Jesus. Oh, oh, my God. God the, my best, the best screen name ever. Yeah. Uh, I think this person has already sent one, sent one in because I think I remarked that it was my favorite the first time I read it. Still my favorite. So get your game together, everybody else. This is from Chupacabro Seven. <laughs> yeah, can uh, I point out that his like the display name is Chupacabro, but the actual Twitter name is Chupacabro Seven, which means six other people also have yes. that name. <laughs> and I want to just go down the line and keep putting numbers in and see how far it goes. Well, if we wait long enough, maybe there'll be like that little verified check. Like, no, this is the real Chupacabro. <laughs> uh, Don't get it twisted. Uh, the Amityville Horror House is for sale, 850k. Could any of you guys live in a house where six people were murdered? Um, no. I don't know that I would want to live in that house, but our family house in Tennessee used to be a doctor's office, like in the 1800s, oh. and several people died there. I mean, maybe not horrendously. Well, could have been murdered. You don't know. Could what have been mur- murdered. Doing. I yeah. don't know. You but- know what's funny is like I don't even really believe in ghosts, and I don't. I would not want to live in a house where people got murdered. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I just I looked up when I saw that that house was for sale. They talk about how like even if you live there, the people consistently stop on a daily basis and like oh. want to come in or like want to talk to you. So I don't know if the ghost would run you off or the other. 
actual well, humans. You could, the price you could do, is pretty high. Like how many Well, it's beds? a huge house. Oh, it's it ginormous. Really? Yeah, and it's got like oh, a okay. boathouse and it's right on the lake. Oh, the I mean, Amityville got, one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the water. Yeah, it's a pretty okay. big house. Oh, uh, never mind. I'd live there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see in like several of the movies that use the actual like replica of the house or whatever, you can see the boathouse. Mm-hmm. Boathouses are expensive, bro. You ever been in a boathouse? Shit's crazy. There you go. All right. This one's from Alan Merch. As I'm scared of flying and heading over to California on Sunday, what is your favorite plane-based horror movie or book? Ooh. I sleep on planes. The second the engines start up, I'm out like a light. Um, is, That's not so, the answer to his question, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Survivor by Chuck Palahniuk. That's a pretty good plane-based book. All I can think of is Twilight Zone. All I can think of is uh, yeah, snakes on a plane. Plane based. I got it. Snakes on a plane is so bad. It's I got not it. Even, like it's not even like good. Uh, I have. The I best, saw it in the theater. I have I the best the answer. Yeah, no, I saw it at a drive-in. I I was like really excited about it. <laughs> I have the um, answer. It's, no, it is the Langoliers TV movie <laughs> by Stephen King. That is ridiculous. Starring Bronson uh, Pinchot. I would have accepted Lost. Um, how about? Um, I mean, the problem is most movies that feature planes, the plane is not staying in the air. And that that's not necessarily where you want to go here. Um, I'm actually not kidding, by the way. I love that movie. So are you getting at Final Destination? Is that what you're getting yeah. at? No, Final- I was going to go with uh, Wolf Fights. What the hell? The, the, the Wild. Oh. Um, oh, my God. What the Wild. It? No. It's not called The Wild. Fuck. Fuck. This is going to drive me crazy. Where the wild things are. No. Yeah, where <laughs> the wild things are. Yeah. The Gray. Oh, okay. Are you talking about, oh, yeah, The Gray? It's the, the Gray, gray. yes. Yeah. Um, I guess it's not really a plane movie. It just has a plane scene in it. Yeah. How this podcast about- is going to be so hard, like, when we're senile and our memory starts to go, because we can't even remember shit now. I, has anybody, have any of you guys seen the movie, I, and I asked because I was actually really interested in to see it, and I just never got around to it, Flight Plan? No, it's Jodie Foster? Yeah, it's like and the one think, where- like, Soul Plane? Oh, guys, hold on. I just saw this one. Uh, Harrison Ford- uh, Air Force One. No, <laughs> fucking no. not that was a good even one. a question. No, or Con Air. Actually, I would accept Air Con Air. Oh, oh, and Con oh my Air god, fucking Con Air. I would go Air Force One over Con Air, but no. that's me. give uh, me yeah. give like me back better. the bunny. Oh my god, Con Air. <laughs> Con Air makes me so happy, and I just rewatched it recently, and somehow had forgotten Dave Chappelle was in it, which which oh. just makes it my fa- even more my favorite it's, movie. It's literally one of the craziest movies. There's ever made. there's two that men I trust. Kills me. One of them's me, and the other's not you. <laughs> I have that movie on VHS. That probably yeah. is not a surprise. We used to watch that a fair bit. Back it's in so the day. good. It is of all to me like The Rock is really good, but of all the just ridiculously cheesy corny 90s action movies i feel like con air is the one it is just i it's some just it's just fucking it's next level like it's so the premise is so (laughs) insane it's the craziest (laughs) dude it has this amazing ensemble cast oh my god the closest thing like an action movie has to an ensemble cast the cast is unreal the cast is unbelievable steve buscemi's in that movie like Mm -hmm. john malkovich yeah. Fucking Ving Rames, Nick Cage, John Leguizamo. Yeah, it's also weird because John Malkovich plays. I mean, he plays a no, psycho. No, it's not. It's not Danny Trejo. It's not John Leguizamo. You're thinking of? Um, oh no, it's not. That's true. I'm sorry. That's racist. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> you're thinking of the dude. You're thinking of the dude that was in Hackers. I'm hanging up. <laughs> the guy was in Hackers. I can't think of his name. 
<laughs> oh lord you're the best uh, th- yeah so conair i think we we solved it it's conair without a doubt <laughs> um all right this next one is from jeff hicks can i get a shout out for my t-shirt biz google adwords is hard i do horror stuff um so this is incarnate-studios.com uh, and he's got a lot of really ridiculous shirts. I think my favorite one might be the Shitbuster shirt, which is just the Ghostbusters logo with the poop emoji instead of the ghost. <laughs> All right, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Do any of his shirts feature bats with titties? Mm. Mm. Otherwise, I think, not. Uh, Otherwise I think someone else has already cornered that market. Yeah, the market's been very well sewn up. I'm just, don't mind me, just looking at these shirts. <laughs> In any event, that's Got a really uh, good what is, what's it called? Shirt. Incarnate shirts. Incarnate dash studios. Incarnate studios. Okay. Very good. There you go. Okay. Right. Next one. DJ Jared. DJ Jared. DJ Jared. Yeah, we were we were struggling with how to pronounce that earlier, but I went with DJ. DJ Arid uh, is Joe short for is Joe short for Joseph or Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo? <laughs> Strong reference, Simpsons throwback. I also don't know. Uh, it's probably no, Joseph. Either. It's probably Joseph. I think it's Joe Sama. <laughs> <laughs> Josiah. <laughs> Josephine. Oh, it's Josephine. If only next... he was here to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> this next one is from Kabuki Twenty Nine. What is the best new horror franchise of the last 16 years? 16 is very specific. Yeah, I guess. that's a well, <laughs> It's in the 2000s, yeah. Franchise, so there's got to be more than one. Uh, does franchise mean more than one or more than two? I hate to say it, but 16 years might be Saw. Yeah. I mean, oh, what I would else? go the uh, Paranormal Activity movies are okay. Saw every yeah. day. All right. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. That's that's good. How loose are we going to go? Because yeah. I loved... I. It depends. Ask me this question after I see the third Purge movie, because I really love the second one, <laughs> and I'm feeling pretty excited. Like, in terms of cultural impact, I feel like the Purge is actually kind of, like, broken through in a way that... Uh, I don't know. Oh, those it, yeah, those, those pop- Paranormal yeah. Activity movies are super mainstream, though. Yeah. Like, people love that shit. But is it, like, bet... Well, what did he say? Best franchise? Like, that's hard. Yeah. Because best is, like, especially when you look at... What's your favorite? That's all he wants to know. Yeah. Purge. Done. That's fine. The Purge. Incorrect, I'm going to say Ouija. Dude, hold on. Did you guys get the trailer for the new Ouija movie? Yeah, it actually looked not bad. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, it didn't look that bad. And it's I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. No, they're like PG-13. I can't wait for the unfriended prequel where it's like the person who invented Skype. Like it's like how they <laughs> like how they came up with Skype and how dead people get in it. <laughs> listen, listen I, lo- I love that movie. You shut your whore mouth. I, I like really, it too. I just am being a jerk. I, I'm, I will just say I really like the setup of like Huckster who like tricks people in seances and things. Is that what know, that was? Gets haunted. Yeah, that's well, Ouija in the second Ouija. I don't even remember. Oh, I just remember like seeing the trailer for the third one and being like, huh, that looks kind of cool. Wait, is it the third it's one? It's the third one because I thought Origin the second one already it, came out. I thought it was the second. Yeah, I'm confused too then. I think they just renamed the second one. And it's now a prequel. I also oh, lulled a little bit when yeah, at the right. end of the you're preview right. it said like it's produced by Hasbro. And I was like, <laughs> You are correct. 
Yeah. So. All right. Uh, we got a lot to get through, but they're all pretty good questions. So I'm just going to keep going. This one's from BC Likes You. Hey, Mark, I passed Kingsborough the other day. Was that your favorite college house? Uh, Kingsborough. Too specific. Move on. Yeah, too specific. <laughs> but uh, if you've heard Eric tell the story about the time that he visited me and there was a, a coffee cup with a moldy tea bag in it, it was oh. at that house. Uh, also, that was the house where we broke. Great the, story. We broke the handle. Uh, this is this is a better story. We broke the handle on the toilet because we were college students and didn't think we could afford two dollars to replace the handle on the toilet. We just tied the chain to a plastic vine. So like it was like the TV show dinosaurs. You just pulled the vine and flushed the toilet. That is so pretty good. All right. That uh, yeah, that was my favorite college house because it was just so fucking disgusting. It's like a place I can't even imagine even walking into let alone living in now. So there you go. Um, next one. So college is basically. Also from uh, I choose to call him DJ Arid. Uh, Eric BGH eating chicken pre-show and it's a picture of Bart eating a cracker. Yeah. So nobody showed up to the pre-show stream. So I put it live and I just sat there eating my chicken with the mic muted. You're welcome yeah. for muting the mic. Um, Patreon. You're welcome. Well, next Patreon. time I'll join you. Cause I was trying to eat a turkey burger. So we'll just eat in silence. No, And it was like, it was like full on chicken legs, like with my hands. It was like real gross. So you're, nice. you're welcome listeners. This is what you're missing. If you're not a patron. Oh my God. Listen, we did have all, we actually had very stimulating listen, pre-show. We promised we promised the people a pre-show and I delivered. So no yeah. big deal. Well, they got a lot of pre-show thanks to one of the members of the show who showed up. We did actually Schnar <laughs> showed up and we geeked out about Game of Thrones for like 15 uh, you minutes. You can thank so. our good friends at Comcast for that hot yeah. bullshit, Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> or is it short for something else? The uh, uh, next one, DJ Arid. There's another one from him too. He's really throwing down well he's watching eric eat chicken so yeah Yeah, so he's he's already my favorite person episode for in the deep later this year or are you all sharked out for 2016 is this another shark movie i'm not aware of this i was not familiar with it either but no it's actually the shallows it was was originally called in the deep is what it looks like oh yes because when i google it that's what shows up Hmm, is it that i was thinking the adele song those are two oddly (laughs) opposite names uh yes maybe the deep was a reference to like cancer i think maybe somebody but. went like <laughs> maybe maybe somebody said Yikes. like somebody said like hey guys it's actually not that deep where she is yeah, yeah. she's actually <laughs> in one of the more shallow parts of the ocean. <laughs> i got it oh we really should have thought about this all right uh next one's from the Lausch round robin best shark movie that isn't jaws also is neon demon going to be main feed or is it fisticult short answer is fisticult uh, on the the second part, I'm gonna say I Shark was, Night. I, I was thinking about this question for Zombie Two. Yeah, that was the one I was gonna go with. Damn it! Mark. Yeah, Zombie. Do you remember? Um, in the '90s, this is not a shark movie, but I don't think it's a shark movie. They did a big mini series on that Peter Benchley novel about the was it a, a big uh, squid or something? Yeah, it was called The Beast, I think. Yeah, something like that. I kind of like that um, when I was yeah. a kid. I don't remember so, if it was good though. I looked at all the shark movies at on Box Office Mojo anyway, and they have a- allegedly everything since 1975. There really weren't that many. Yeah, because it's a gimmick you can only pull off every once. Like you have to. It's got to be long enough since the last big shark movie. I feel like. Well, it's probably also. I mean, it is expensive to do, right? I mean, it's a you, very specific thing. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've talked about it at some point, but Deep Blue Sea is one of the other most ridiculous movies 
and bad ridiculous yeah. ever made, I would say. I mean, also, like, it's a it's artistic license, but I would say Piranha 3D because I feel like it's a lot of the same kind of uh, feelings. And, and We can trips. extend it to other sharp-toothed uh, <laughs> and seafaring animals. I want to know why there's not a Lamprey movie. I need to see that happen. Lamprey 3D? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like those, are those, uh, are they just killer eels from Princess Bride? Like big... God, they're like slugs with like circle mouths with a lot yeah. of teeth. Do you remember that? Hollywood, we're here, you know, just yeah, all, all day. Do you so. remember that Christopher Reeves, not Christopher Reeves, Jesus Christ, Christopher Lloyd was in uh, Piranha 3D? Yeah, he was in both of them. He's like he? the scientist that gives the info dump on the Piranha. I really wish you had finished, finished sorry, that whole sentence sorry. before you corrected yourself because that would have been really funny. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that crazy that Christopher Reeves was in? My bad. Okay. Uh, Last two, Robale, best cheese for a burger. I like Ooh, pepper jack. jack. Sharp, yeah, oh, sharp oh, cheddar. Close. So it, yeah, I'm going to go cheddar accept. with a normal burger, but there are many situations where blue is also the acceptable answer. I would also accept Munster. Ew. A little weird. But yeah, not a fan of Munster. I, I really, I'm okay with any cheese on a burger. Yeah, almost yeah. any. American yeah. is the one that I would say I'm least I think okay. the answer is multiple. <laughs> Multiple cheese. All of the cheese. There's all a place of, here uh, called oh, Epic Burger sense. that you can get Havarti on your burger, which I didn't even know what that was until I had it on a burger. Eh, yeah. That's a little weird. Yeah. Havarti, isn't Havarti kind of cream cheesy or something? It's creamy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with American cheese if it's, if it's done right. Yeah. John's a snob. He doesn't like American Pepper cheese. Jack. So we all agree the answer is Pepper Jack. <laughs> uh, oh my God. This, uh, this DJ fella. He already answered the question about what he would loot, and he said, looting the pet store for all the cats. <laughs> oh, so I responded, and I said, yes, except puppies, and I would steal all the puppies. Uh, like, so I books get, and puppies. I, 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 I get I stealing... nine of them. I may have overcommitted. <laughs> I, get, I get stealing puppies, but somehow the image of someone stealing all the cats is so weird and creepy to me. <laughs> I don't imagine stealing cats would be as easy as stealing puppies, because... Cats normally don't want anything well, to do with yeah. you. A puppy would want to go with you because you're a human. Right. They'd just be like, yeah. sweet. All right, this last one is also from D. Jared, and we got to cut him off because he's going to keep going unless we know stuff. <laughs> uh, he said, In the Deep, starring Mandy Moore, was previously titled 47 Meters Below. Huh. I will do some more research, and Mandy maybe we more. Oh, watch my it. God. Who knew she was alive? Didn't she just get divorced or something? Yes, like from um, Ryan Adams. Don't you judge her. Heartbreaker. I mean, I knew that, so I can only judge her so much. Two sisters on a Mexican vacation are trapped in a shark observation cage at the bottom of the ocean with oxygen running low and great white circling nearby. Wait a minute. They have less than an hour of air left to figure out how to get to the surface. Oh, like they're so, stuck in a, in like a glass cage or something that's like air So it's buried, but under the sea with a shark. I'll, I will watch that. They're like, they have scuba tanks on? No, they're oh, yeah. in some kind of like chamber that has air in it, but it's running out. No, it's, it's a, it's a, they're, no, they have, they're in a shark cage and they have oxygen. So you're telling me for 90 minutes, they're not going to be able to talk to each other? Yeah, that's what it That was, doesn't yeah. make sense. Unless, yeah, I mean, unless they've got some like. I mean, did you think it was like some fucking like David Blaine glass cage that they're in? in the I don't fucking videos? know. That David makes, Blaine. That makes more sense than a movie for 90 minutes where they can't talk to each other. Maybe that's why it didn't come out. So uh, my guess is this is not coming out in 2016. It is directed by the same guy who did The Other Side of the Door, hmm. which we 
very recently watched for this year's show. The other side of the door. Did that I was watch the that, that was the Indian ghost movie. Yeah, the one that takes place in India. You might have missed oh, it, Mark. No, I missed that show. Yeah, I it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I will watch it for sure. Cool. Well, that's it. Uh, BGH Classics. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say we have a couple, but we could save them and Just bang through them real quick. All right. Uh, so Beth uh, kicked us a couple here. This is at Nerds of Gore. Uh, Resident Evil is this crazy avant-garde series, says Eric at BGH, <laughs> episode 219. This was followed by Joe proclaiming, what? <laughs> and, and I actually would say that today. So yeah. um, she does have one for me here. I thought the new Silent Hill trailer looked pretty good. I kind of want to see it now, uh, said Schnars at uh, episode 219. <laughs> so, um, the first Silent Hill movies are right. The second one was like, wow. That was yeah. Not cool. Uh, at third breath says we didn't even see uncle touchy's puzzle basement. Uh, that's Casey famously from episode two forty two, last exorcism part two. We also got one from, uh, Ben Ecker, uh, which I will read, although he's sort of breaking the rules. Um, it's in reference to me saying it's a straight murderer's row of directors about a movie that some people call Landis a murderer for, uh, Okay, wow, that, wow. you know, fair. That's not, not really a classic since it was last episode, but I'll allow yeah. it. Hashtag BGH classics. That's how you tweet us funny stuff you're listening to. I did have somebody write me in this week asking where they can find old episodes. You can either get them individually from podcast.bloodygoodhorror.com for a small fee, or if you become a Patreon level, Patre- a Patreon member, patreon.com slash bloody good horror at a certain level you get access to all the old episodes you also at one of the pretty low levels get access to the pre-show which means you guessed it watching me eat chicken before the show mm-hmm. um Centrously. also don't forget to check bloody out our chicken hour don't forget to <laughs> check don't forget to check out cc's book club um turn the music on that is uh goodreads that's where that is cc yes it's on goodreads and you can just um search bgh um really good horror and it's a group and on what, goodreads. what's the latest book and when will they have to have it read by um we are starting the shattering by ania alhorn um alborn this week so you have a while so do you have like assignments per week or something yes it's like three chapters a week Oof, i'm out it's a little rich for my it's blood. It's like a 250 page book. It's like the chapters <laughs> yeah. aren't that big. <laughs> 12 pages? Come on. Yeah. I tried to read Atlas Shrugged once. I only made it about halfway through. Well, that's a little oh, different. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, a whole other problem. <laughs> when it's like I don't read fiction, but when I do, I'm like, hey, here's this 4,000 page book I'm going to read. Yeah. yeah. You might want to start a little smaller. Uh, Mark. Yeah. Bloodygoodhorror.com. The website. Stuff. Uh, by the time you hear this, there will be a uh, a list up on the site of uh, horror movies starring former Power Rangers actors, <laughs> which I'm pretty excited about. Nice. Uh, so that'll be up there. We've got new reviews every single day. Love it. And that's what's happening. That's it. It's going to do it next week. The Purge Anarchy. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll talk to you then. Adios. See you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.